Hello lovely people, welcome back to Spectacular Slovakia. Although this time it may be more about wonderful Wales, we'll be talking about this beautiful country and comparing it to Slovakia now and then. I'll be joined by Mike Valak who comes from Cardiff. I've heard that Janusik is kind of like Slovak Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. Now Robin Hood sadly wasn't Welsh, <laughs> but um, there was uh, in the 15th century there was a guy called Owen Glyndwr. But before we move on to my conversation with Mike, here comes something you may already know. But it's always good to remind you of the spectacular Slovakia travel guides, which make your travels around Slovakia easy. You'll find them on shop.spectator.sk. Pick your favorite one and explore the country. And now let's explore Wales. Here's the show. Hey, Mike. Hi, hi. Welcome back. Well, thank Exc- you. Excited? Yes. yes, of course. And thank you very much for asking me to come back. You know, I studied something about Wales. I tried to get ready for this podcast. So what I know is that Wales is really small. But is it smaller than Slovakia? It's a little bit smaller in terms of area of yeah. land, in terms of population compared to Slovakia's five, yeah, six. Like five million of Slovaks. Okay, so it's a little bit smaller. Um, but it's quite similar in many ways. And you know what I found out? That there are more sheep in Wales than people. Yeah, this is true <laughs> and is a very popular uh, taunt that uh, English folk like to level at Welsh people, that there are indeed more sheep than people. I think <laughs> seven million sheep. That's too many. Where to find them, Jesus? Well, they live in the hillsides <laughs> and countryside. I mean, they're everywhere. And tell me, you know... The British weather, it's something that people may not like, although British people are used to that. So what is the best time of the year to go to Wales? Um, okay, well, just briefly. So the, the because Wales is by the sea, yeah. so different to Slovakia, the weather is very changeable. So you might have four different seasons in one day. Mm-hmm. Could be sunny, followed by raining, followed by windy, followed by sunny again. And because of its proximity to the coast, this is one of the things that people from different countries find difficult to adjust to, okay? Because it changes all the time. So yeah. you're never certain how it's going to be in a few hours. So um, it was easy for you to get used to life in Slovakia. In Slovakia, it's completely different. <laughs> when it's hot, it stays hot for a week. You get a big storm and then it returns to being hot. And in the winter, the opposite, it's cold. Yeah. Um, so the best time of year, to, to go to your question, I would say is springtime. Okay. Okay. March, April, May are usually nice, mm-hmm. quite settled and uh, sunny, mm-hmm. and also probably this time of year, so late August and September are also quite nice. And in Slovakia, what is your favorite season? Well, Slovakia is different. I mean, it has kind of less changeable weather, as I mentioned, but it seems to me to have four pretty well-defined seasons. So winter is cold. And well, I- now it's changing. It's changing everywhere. They're kind of merging together a bit, but you still have, generally, you still have a pretty cold winter with snow yeah. and opportunities to go skiing, etc. And in the summer, um, usually two or three months of hot weather, which you certainly don't get in, in Wales without the changing every day. And how often do you travel to Wales? Probably two or three times a year, um, usually for, I don't know, Christmas or some family birthday, that kind okay. of thing. So... Um, Is it easy from Slovakia? It's pretty easy. Um, you cannot fly direct to Wales. Okay. Um, but from Bratislava Airport, you can fly to London. Uh, and also you can fly to other locations around the UK, like Birmingham. If you travel to Vienna, then you have more options also. Usually we fly to Birmingham or to Bristol. And when it comes to transport within Wales, mm-hmm. um, is it easy to travel around the country? 
I mean, or do you need a car? Public transport is okay. Um, it certainly improved a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And if you are trying to get between the major or the biggest towns and cities, then there is pretty frequent train service yeah. um, or bus service. But, you know, the roads are not very busy. Of course, in the capital, similarly to Bratislava, there is a lot of traffic. But outside, roads are pretty free. But cars are pretty popular everywhere. And when we compare it with Slovakia, is the public transport better here? or It's certainly more expensive in Wales. <laughs> okay. It's certainly more expensive. Um, I would say that small towns and villages are pretty well connected by bus or trains. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's pretty pretty similar. And let's move on to Welsh people for a while. So what are the Welsh people like? I would say that uh, Welsh people are quite welcoming. Okay, the first cool. thing that a that a tourist from Slovakia or a visitor from Slovakia would find is perhaps it's a little bit difficult to understand their accent, depending on so where you go. is there a Welsh accent? There is a Welsh <laughs> accent, and uh, if any Welsh people are listening to this, they might recognize it in, in my voice. Okay. Um, but there are certainly much stronger and more pronounced Welsh accents than, than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about the people, they are, they are friendly. And they are hospitable um, and I would say pretty helpful. Of course, it depends like everywhere where you go or what you need help with. Mm. Um, but generally, I think visitors from other countries would find it quite welcoming. And when it came to Slovakia, how did you find Slovaks? Again, I would say also welcoming, but perhaps it takes a little bit longer to be accepted into a mm. into a unit, a unit of friends or a group of friends than it might do in Wales or in the UK in general, perhaps people are a little bit more cautious when they meet you until they get to know you a little bit better. Well, I read that Welsh people are emotional, but I'm, I don't know if that's true. We certainly like singing. I'm <laughs> okay. not going to sing now. I'm not going to sing now. But Welsh, yeah, it may be emotional. I mean, I'm, I'm, it depends. Of course, it depends like everywhere what what the event is or what's going on. But um, And patient. That's also what I read. Patient? Um, I guess perhaps you, well, yeah, I'm quite patient. And perhaps you may be referring to the British tradition of queuing for things. And certainly that is, there is a different culture around that than there is in Slovakia, let's say. (laughs) So if you're visiting from a different country, be prepared to stand in the queue and not push in. (laughs) And um, when you come to Wales, uh, are there some things you are not allowed to say or you should avoid saying like i don't know you are welsh and if i would say that yeah i'm in england but i'm actually in wales would that be insulting no i don't think so i think british sense of humor is is different to slovak sense of humor and people are happy to laugh at themselves um that's important yeah and to answer the question i think that Not specific to Wales, but perhaps in the UK as a whole, there would be, it certainly benefits visitors if they understand that people like it when people say please and thank you for things, okay? Mm. It's not so much that uh, you need to say please and thank you, but if you don't say it, then people might think that you're rude, okay? So this is something which is important, I would say. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And, And you've been to the UK... I, uh, yeah. People say please and thank you for everything. And sometimes to people from other countries, it can seem a little bit over the top. Yeah. Okay. But that's just the etiquette. It doesn't necessarily mean please and thank you. It's just part of the accepted 
order of a sentence that you say it. Good to know, because sometimes, yeah, it's over the top and right. you're like, do they really mean it or not? And let's talk about the Welsh language, because that's also something interesting, that it's not just English uh, you can speak in Wales, but also Welsh. Yep. I mean... Did you study it? When I was in school, Wales, Welsh, learning Welsh was, of course, possible, but it wasn't widespread or highly popular in the capital, okay? If you go to different parts of Wales, North Wales, West Wales, then Welsh has always been popular and taught alongside English, mm. okay? But at the time when I was in school, it, it wasn't. So sadly, I did not learn Welsh as a, as a language. Um, I would say in the late 1980s and 1990s, it became popular again, um, and is now taught everywhere. And you can hear people speaking Welsh in the capital, everywhere, in pubs, in parks, in shops, which 20 years ago you would not have heard. It's certainly grown in popularity a hundredfold in the last 20 years. And there are even places still in, in North Wales where people would only speak Welsh. Of course, they can speak English as well, but they would choose Welsh as their first language for conversation. Okay. Well, then let's hear something in Welsh. So something you might hear or want to say when you meet someone is Tinyan. So that just means you're right. So Tinyan. Tinyan. What's the response to that? Atu diolch. Yes, thanks. Atu diolch. Atu diolch. So you live in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Um, do you also study Slovak and... How do you find it? Is it easy or difficult to learn? Uh, I don't study Slovak. I have some very good um, people, certainly in work and in my family, who I listen to a lot okay. in Slovak. Um, but the, the Slovak, which I can speak with a very poor Slovak accent, I might add, is really what I have picked up from conversation and from talking to friends, etc. Um, it's I would think it's a difficult language, completely different to English, of course. Um, mainly because of the the changing of the form of words and verbs depending on whether an object or an action is male or female, etc., which you don't really have in English. So to learn these correct endings to words can take a long time, or and for me is very difficult. So I would always say that if I get a sentence completely correct in Slovak, it's just luck. I didn't know. <laughs> it was just luck. <laughs> well, let's move on to food. Mm-hmm and uh, Welsh cuisine, or is it just British cuisine and there's no Welsh cuisine? There, I mean, mm, there are a few things which are specifically Welsh, but I would say that the Welsh are perhaps not as proud of their cooking or their food or their national dishes as, as perhaps Slovaks are about halushki <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Um, but there are a few things. There's some. They make some very nice cakes, and you've mentioned before about Welsh cakes. Well, the cakes which I'm talking to are actually called Welsh cakes. Mm. And they're a little bit like cookies, but a bit softer and with fruit in. Um, there are also some, of course, some dishes made out of lamb or sheep, um, yeah. <laughs> like a kind of soup thing called kaul, which is like a lamb stew that's also quite okay. popular. Um, but generally, Welsh restaurants are quite modern and they it's not so much the dishes which are Welsh, but they're quite proud of uh, local ingredients, so very good quality cheese or very good quality meat rather than the dish as a whole. But the, the ingredients would be, I don't know, sourced from the sea in Wales, so local fish or local beef or local lamb rather than the whole dish is a Welsh dish. Mm. Do you have any favourite Welsh dish? 
and then also Slovak dish. Um, well, I do, I do like that lamb stew which I mentioned okay. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Slovakia, I like. I like all the food. Um, <laughs> That's very diplomatic. <laughs> no, I do. I, I really like all the food. I especially like the Slovak traditions around, I would call them barbecues or grill parties, okay. uh, where people get together and cook klobasas and other parts of pigs, <laughs> cows, etc. So I, I, I quite like that, that stuff. Oh, but Slovak right. co- cooking in general is, is nice. And how do you find maybe Slovak culture compared to the Welsh one? I would say... Both countries are very proud of their traditions mm-hmm. and their cultures, okay? Um, I would think that perhaps the Welsh capital is, in my opinion, and don't anybody shoot me, is a little bit more <laughs> cosmopolitan okay. than, than, you know, and that's due to, for historical reasons, people going there for work and things from all around the world, mm-hmm. than it is here. So the culture is... To say it's a Welsh culture, this now encompasses people from all around the world rather than just Welsh people. Yeah, so it's more multicultural, right? Uh, yeah, so. but only in the capital. Outside, mm-hmm. then then it's a little bit more traditional. Uh, culture in Slovak is also very traditional, but it's quite distinctly Slovak culture mm-hmm. as opposed to Czech culture or yeah. Austrian culture. So whereas in Wales, it's a bit more of a mixture um, of people who have who have gone to live there from other countries over the last hundred hundred and fifty years. Okay, so let's talk more about Welsh culture. Do you have some traditional music similar to the Slovak one? I'm sure you've already heard some. Yeah, yeah, songs. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say Welsh traditional music revolves around choirs. Okay. So and usually male voice choirs they're mm-hmm. called. So but that might be nice. It, it the. They are very nice, um, and they're singing traditional Welsh folk songs okay. or Welsh love songs. Um, but that's that's been quite popular in small villages and in communities which were centred around coal mines or some kind of industry. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any festivals in Wales that are really huge and people go there? Maybe you know there's, a, there's a, certainly an international book festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, in Hay on Wye, which is maybe yeah. 40 or 50 kilometers from Cardiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not really a music festival. It's more of a culture festival. Um, but I am not much of a festival goer, but the biggest music festivals, I would say, are in are in England, for example, Glastonbury or the Reading Festival, which are big events similar yeah. to you have here, although a little bit bigger. Um, in in Piesni, there's yeah, one called Pahoda, Pahoda yeah. Yeah, and also Grape, I think. And I'm also interested in literature. Mm-hmm. So can we mention some, if there are some books and stories that mention Wales? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say or, that perhaps the most famous Welsh author and poet um, is Dylan Thomas. And okay. he was writing uh, in the last century some very nice poems and stories, traditional, almost traditional stories about Wales. Uh, there's a few famous ones called Under Milk Wood. I definitely recommend finding some poems, stories by Dylan Thomas and reading them. Mm. Very relaxing and a beautiful use of language. Well, I'm not going to ask you about Slug literature because you, <laughs> you could hardly understand that. I don't exactly. think it was translated uh, into English, maybe some. But you've probably heard of uh, Janoshik mm-hmm. for some uh, national hero. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> some Roba. So do you have any, uh, well... Heroes. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, in Wales, I've I've heard that Janoszek is kind of like Slovak Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. Now Robin Hood sadly wasn't 
Welsh, <laughs> but um, there was uh, in the 15th century there was a guy called Owen Glyndwr, and he was the leader of the Welsh rebellion against uh, against the English. Didn't turn out too well for him in the <laughs> end, but he was actually the last Welshman to be the Prince of Wales. He is often touted as a, as a figure of uh, Welsh rebellion. Well, let's move on to the capitals, mm-hmm. uh, Cardiff and Bratislava, because you come from Cardiff, mm-hmm. but you also used to work in Bratislava. Mm-hmm. So where is the life better? Or is it the same? Again? I would say, I mean, the, the both cities are of a similar size, mm-hmm. okay? Cardiff maybe is a little bit smaller, has 400,000 inhabitants. Both places have nice parks and nice historical buildings and museums, etc. So pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Both have a castle in them. Both have a river in them. Cardiff is close to the sea. Uh, yeah. Bratislava is not, but that uh, <laughs> that's not, you know, that's just geography. <laughs> Can't do anything about that. But I would say they're pretty pretty similar, you know. Do you have any favorite spot in Bratislava? Quite, well, I like the old town, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's very relaxing to walk around and to, you know, to see a glimpse of the historical side of Slovakia, which I know you can see outside Bratislava, but in Bratislava, that's a very nice area, mm-hmm. the castle area, of course. And... Um, and generally, I, I, you know, I like the historical buildings in the center, the presidential palace, mm-hmm. um, and that area around there I, quite, I find quite relaxing. Plus, the new shopping centers near the river yeah. uh, are also quite modern and nice, and you can get anything you need there. And in Wales, would you recommend some great spots to see? Well, I would recommend... Or in Cardiff. Yeah, I would, I, I would recommend Cardiff because... It's a capital city, but it's not like visiting London where you just visit small parts mm. of it. You can visit the whole city. Um, you can visit the town centre, which has plenty of shopping. As I mentioned, there's a castle there. And at 10 minutes, you can be by the seaside and see some uh, you know, nice small towns. And uh, you can cycle by the river. So the whole of the capital is nice. Okay. Um, also, similarly to Slovakia, outside the capital, within an hour, you can be in, in a national park. Mm. Um, where there are mountains, sheep as well, um, <laughs> or by the seaside. And the further west or north you go in Wales, the more beautiful the countryside gets. So you mentioned the National Park. Mm-hmm. The only co- one I know is Snowdonian. Yeah, that's in the North Wales. So that's one. I think there's there's maybe three national parks in Wales. So mm-hmm. that, that that's uh, North Wales, Snowdonia. Uh, just north of Cardiff, there's an area called the Brecon Beacons National Park, mm-hmm. which has got some beautiful reservoirs and... Um, hills and just a very nice area Um, and then if you go to West Wales there's Pembrokeshire which is an area by the sea with lots of small villages and some beautiful towns called there's one in particular called St David's which has a huge cathedral Mm -hmm. uh, and is very nice so you can you can see the sea you can see mountains you can climb you can hike and in recent years the Welsh tourist industry has really reinvented itself around outdoor activities, hiking, mountain biking is very popular everywhere. And there's even an activity called co-steering. I don't know if you know what that is. Mm -mm. Basically, you go to the seaside, buy some cliffs, you jump in the sea, you swim a bit, you climb out, you walk a bit further, you jump in the sea, you swim (laughs) a bit, you climb out. Okay, so quite an active uh, uh, hobby. Um, And do you have, like, we've got more national parks in Slovakia, 
have you visited some, or do you have any favorite place set in nature? I, I like the um, the area around Donna Valley. Mm-hmm. That that I'm not sure if that's a national park around there. Probably mm-hmm. it is. Sketatri. Right, exactly. Sketatri. I like I like that area for hiking and for walking in in nature. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not such a fan of mountaineering. I yeah. mean, I have been to a couple of mountains in Slovakia, and you know, they're quite big. Big, too big. That's fine, um, but certainly it's very clean. Nature is 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 beautiful here, so it's all nice. Well, I really envy that you have the seaside and beaches. So, do you have any favorite one? Because I read that some beautiful ones are in Pembrokeshire, mm-hmm, exactly, and then Gwynedd. I don't know if I pronounced that well. Yeah, Gwynedd. I mean, that's fine. The beaches away from the tourist or the main cities are very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of them are, they're very clean. Mm-hmm. The water, I mean, if you were a British person or Welsh person, you can swim in the sea. If you're from Slovakia, you probably wouldn't swim <laughs> in the sea. I mean, it's very clean, but it's pretty cold. Yeah. Um, but all of those beaches uh, are nice, and you will often see plenty of people surfing or windsurfing on those beaches rather than swimming. <laughs> um, but the, in terms of which places, as you mentioned, Pembrokeshire is very nice. And one in particular called Hlangenev, which is also which is one of my favorites. It's about five kilometers long, very clean, and it's so big. There's there's almost no one there. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about Cardiff, uh, but are there some other beautiful cities, towns worth visiting mm-hmm. in Wales? On the west coast of Wales, um, in the direction of Ireland, if you like, there's a university town called Aberystwyth. Yeah, my friend used to study there. Okay. Um, it's not a big town, but it's certainly nice and interesting, uh, and the university kind of dominates mm. um, activity in the town. Um, aside from that, I would say there's a very nice town in West Wales called Tenby, mm-hmm. another one called St David's, all of which are by the sea. Um, you also have Swansea, which has recently um, also reinvented itself as a new modern place to work and live, uh, and in North Wales, uh, Wrexham, which is quite close to Chester and Liverpool in that area of of the UK. So some modern cities and lots of nice villages and holiday destinations. And in Slovakia, because you worked in Bratislava, you work in Trnava, mm-hmm. you live in Pieszczyny. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your favorite cities? Or is it Pieszczyny? Well, I like Pieszczyny. Uh, it's a nice place to live, as I mentioned in the previous podcast. Everything is nearby. People are friendly. The weather is nice in the summer. Um, but I also like going to, as I mentioned, to the national park areas mm. where you can stay in little hotels or little guest houses and experience, you know, life in nature. Let's talk about sports for a while. Mm-hmm. In Slovakia, number one sport, that's probably ice hockey mm-hmm. and then football. And Wales? Wales, uh, I would say it's it's a tie pretty much between rugby mm-hmm. and football. So. Football, of course, is popular everywhere in the world, um, and rugby is the national sport of Wales, and you would compare it to ice hockey here. Uh, mm-hmm. People are very passionate about it. People support the the national team. You know, rugby and football are present everywhere. In every little village, there will be rugby team and football team for kids, for adults as well. So it's pretty much similar to Slovakia. You just substitute ice hockey for rugby. Do you follow slog sports? Do you have a favorite um, club? Probably... Uh, Pieszczyny Rugby Club <laughs> and also Pieszczyny Football Club. Okay, and give me your favorite club in Wales. Uh, well, that would be Cardiff for rugby, Cardiff Blues. 
Okay. And uh, for football, Cardiff City. Thank you very much, Mike, for coming on the podcast this week. My pleasure. <laughs> Who wants to go to Wales? Well, obviously me, and I hope so do you. What a wonderful country to discover, right? Thank you, Mike, for coming on the podcast and sharing bits of your country with me and our listeners. Well, it seems there are not big differences between Slovakia and Wales. Both of them are spectacular. That's all for this week and Spectacular Slovakia will be back next week with a new topic. In the meantime, you can listen to some more episodes on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud and on spectator.sk. Thank you for listening, lovely people, and see you next week. Take care. Bye.